0: I'm Quinn.
1: And I'm Alex.
0: And we're A A Couple Couple of Characters. Characters. We discuss topics related to creating characters for role-playing games. And what are we going to talk about today, Alex?
1: So today we're going to talk about a character that uses a net as their primary weapon.
0: Okay, so what inspired you to make this kind of unusual character?
1: So I was playing D&D. With some friends. And we were fighting some murlocs on a boat. And the murlocs were were throwing nets at us. And one of the other players asked the DM if they had disadvantage. Because nets have a range of five fifteen, Which means that if you're in the long range between 5 feet and 15 feet. You will have disadvantage. Because that's how ranged weapons work.
0: Mm-hmm. yep
1: but then there's also the other rule that if you're in melee with a creature or within five feet of a creature you have disadvantage on ranged attacks so no matter where Just you ranged are
0: attacks against that creature
1: no it's all ranged attacks
0: okay so if there is somebody right next to you and even if you're trying to get somebody else far away you still have disadvantage yep wow that's terrible
1: Yeah, I mean, even if they're far away, you'll have disadvantage because of the long range.
0: Well, yeah, that was me just asking about a rule check.
1: Okay. Anyway, so I obviously wanted to mate this character because who doesn't want to use a weapon that is inherently giving you disadvantage no matter where you use it?
0: Well, I think people who min-max won't like that, but you're not about that, as we've seen.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Well... I think that I have some pretty good ideas for how we can make this thing a little bit better.
0: Okay, so what what kind of ideas do you have?
1: Okay, so the first thing that I wanted to make sure was that our character had proficiency with a net. That way their bonus to throwing it at people is a little bit higher. So Yeah,
0: because a net is a martial weapon, right?
1: Yep, it's a martial range weapon.
0: Okay, so not not everyone can use that.
1: Yeah, so the classes that will be proficient with nets without taking any extra feats are barbarians, fighters, rangers, paladins, and warlocks if you go hexblade.
0: Okay, cool. So why is it important that we don't need to take an extra feat?
1: So the way that we're going to get rid of the disadvantage for throwing the net is going to be by taking
0: feats. Okay. Do you. I'm guessing you probably have some feats in mind then that would help with this.
1: Yeah. So the two feats that are going to be the most beneficial are Crossbow Expert and Sharpshooter.
0: Okay. So how do those each. Do you want to give a quick little thing that kind of says what they can do to help with that?
1: Right. Uh, the Crossbow Expert is a one of the bullets in the crossbow expert feat is that you don't have disadvantage on attacks if you are within five feet of an enemy oh awesome
0: yeah so that that gets rid of that initial close by disadvantage
1: right and then the other one sharpshooter says that if you use your sharpshooting weapon from the long range then you don't have disadvantage so in that case, you can throw it between 5 and 15 feet without disadvantage.
0: So, really, we want both of these feats.
1: Right. If you have both, then you can throw it from 5 or, you know, 0 feet to 15 feet without a problem.
0: Yeah, no problem. Okay. Um, so, I guess if we want to take a feat right away, because we want both of these feats to make a not super terrible character, I guess. Yep. Then you probably want to be a variant human.
1: That sounds good to me. I was thinking the same thing. Okay. That way we get that feat right away when we start the campaign.
0: For sure, for sure. Um, I guess the other thing to say is that besides the always having disadvantage on the range, there are other reasons that a net is not ideal.
1: Right. So let's, a little bit more about the net for those of you that don't know. A net has AC of 10 and it has 5 hit points. Yeah, so, so
0: that's yeah. So if
1: anyone if anyone attacks it, they're probably going to do at least 5 damage. I mean, maybe not level 1, but like once you get a little higher level, 5 damage is pretty easy to get.
0: Yeah, cuz that's the thing is like if you throw a net on somebody, they're going to want to try to cut it off or, you know, one of their allies is going to want to cut it off. So an AC of 10 is pretty low.
1: Right. And another thing that is bad is that if you throw it at a large creature, they have advantage on the save, and nothing bigger than large can even be put inside a net.
0: Yeah, that's very limiting.
1: Yeah, so that means that you are going to be throwing it at medium or smaller creatures with disadvantage normally unless you have these feats and then for anything large you're going to still have disadvantage even if you get these feats.
0: And I think there's another thing, right? Where you can't, like, if it's like incorporeal or a ghost or whatever.
1: Oh, that's right. Yep. You also can't uh, throw it onto formless creatures. I think is what they call it.
0: That's right. So, if, if you're fighting that you know, gargantuan ghost. You want to leave your net at home. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yep. Okay, so the other last thing about the net is once you throw it on someone, let's say you get through all these hurdles, you've wrapped someone up on it, now they make a strength check to break free, and the DC of that check is only 10.
0: Yeah, so if you're fighting anyone that has, like, pretty much any strength at all they're probably gonna be able to throw that net off
1: right I mean
0: I mean well they do have to spend their whole turn doing that right
1: yeah it is an action to remove it and I think other people can remove it as well so that is a good thing about the net there are some good things
0: well that's that's a relief
1: (laughs) it's just hard to get to the good things but once you've gotten someone wrapped up in a net Now they have to use their action to make a strength check to escape. And as we said, the DC is only 10. So the escaping is not super tough to do.
0: But it will waste a good portion of their turn. So they won't be able to attack you probably.
1: Yep. The other thing it's going to do is give them um, disadvantage on any attacks they make.
0: Well, that's because they're restrained.
1: Yep. Well, yes. So it restrains them, which is going to give them disadvantage on attacks, make their speed zero, give them disadvantage on dexterity saves, and any attacks against them have advantage.
0: So if you're able to get them up in the net, it can be a pretty good round for you and your allies.
1: Yeah. So if let's say that your enemy goes, we'll call him Steve.
0: Okay, Steve.
1: So Steve attacks you, and then you're up in melee. You got the crossbow expert feat. You throw it at Steve, and you wrap him up in the net. And now all your allies, until his next turn, have advantage on all their attacks. This is what we call like you know the net's Christmas land, where (laughs) (laughs) we're just in the beautiful place where net is doing exactly what you want it to do worst case scenario is well worst case is you throw it and miss second worst case is you throw it and then they just throw it off and now we're back to square ball. actually
0: i think the second worst case is you throw it on them and then they cut it apart
1: that's also bad
0: because <laughs> at we- least if they throw it off and it's not broken you can at least get it back
1: right but wait, there's more. There's one last thing that makes nets not ideal.
0: Okay, what's the last thing? Because we didn't think it could get any worse, guys, but it did.
1: So when it says in the rules for a net, when you use an action, bonus action, or reaction to make an attack with a net, that is the only attack you can make that turn.
0: Oh, man. So even if I'm like a level 20 fighter and I've got so many... um attacks like what is it four or whatever yep i can only make one
1: right you can only make one net attack and then you can action surge and you still can only make one even though you should have eight <laughs> Ugh,
0: just the worst
1: <laughs> yeah so i think we are going to talk about a couple ways to come over these things and we're also going to provide notes on these things to go into more details of how they actually go into making the net better
0: yeah for sure because we have, like, a lot of ideas of ways you can make a person using a net, we'll just call them a net person, have, um, you know, be more effective. And we don't want to bore you all right now with the rules, but if you're interested in learning more about that, there's there'll be a link that you can look at all the notes that we've written up about it.
1: Yes. All right, so let's, um, let's talk about a little bit what, we were looking for when we made these notes as to like how we could make the net person better
0: right so what were you looking for with classes and we understand why you gave those suggestions for the feats but why did you choose the classes that you did or I guess what were you looking for
1: okay so there was kind of a a few things we're looking for when we were trying to make a net character that is um more not not just like you know playable but actually kind of good.
0: Yeah, like actually beneficial to the party.
1: Yeah, so the one thing that you want to try to do is kind of um, make use of your actions, reactions um, to make the net attacks. So if you can make a reaction net attack, that's going to be very beneficial because now I've netted them on someone else's turn, and then on my turn I can, you know... Whip out my longsword or trident and then stab them four times if you're a level 20 fighter.
0: Right, yeah. And then also now your attacks also have advantage, which is awesome.
1: Exactly. And then the second thing with that I want to try to do is use your your extra attack to give someone else an attack. And this one you're going to have to you know work with your dungeon master to make sure they're okay with it. But some things like the commander strike and fighter battlemaster, Or if you are a beast master ranger and your uh, beast is making an attack.
0: Oh yeah, that's true. And I just thought of another reason that the net is bad. So a net doesn't deal any damage. So yes, it does like the restraining thing, but inherently throwing a net doesn't damage your foe. So you've used your entire action to throw this net, whatever, and maybe they break out of the net. And then you didn't really get any of those benefits and you also didn't hurt them.
1: Right. So if I threw my net, I wrapped up Steve.
0: Yeah. And Steve's turn is right after mine. Steve
1: uses his action to escape. It's basically like we both just skipped our turns almost. Yeah. Okay. But the third thing we want to actually do to try to make the nets better is to give them ways to deal damage.
0: Yeah. So that the net did something else besides that.
1: Right. And so one of those ways we've already mentioned, which is the sharpshooter feat, where one of the things you do is take a minus five to your attack roll and then it will deal 10 extra damage. Well, 10 extra on top of zero is still 10 damage. So that way your net did some damage.
0: Which is awesome.
1: Yeah. So I've, I think I narrowed it down to, um, you know, Barbarian is not that great paladin also was okay but a lot of the smites say melee weapon attack so
0: so like you you could do it but you'd have to make sure your dm was like yeah i'll let you do it with this net
1: right so then the other three i think were better the fighter ranger and hexblade warlock okay yeah and so i think i'm just gonna pick one that i want to try to make and i think that i was going to do fighter
0: all right sounds good
1: so let's What is the story of this fighter? Why is this person using nets and tridents, and why are they... Even though if you're a fighter, you're proficient with all weapons, why am I refusing to use other weapons instead using a net?
0: Well, you've already said using a trident, so I think you're thinking the same thing that I am, that if they're using a net, they're a fisherman or fisher person, whatever.
1: Yeah, that sounds right to me.
0: So... They're comfortable using nets anyways because they've grown up doing that. They're, we'll say they're pretty good at doing that. You know, they're used to throwing them out, catching fish, hauling it in, whatever. So that makes sense. Yeah, but why is this fisher person, um, going out and adventuring at all? Why aren't they just staying at home and catching more fish?
1: Okay, so what about this? Our fishermen, uh lives with their dad and they're if let's just say we're gonna start out at level one okay so i'm gonna make this character kind of young like 17 18 19 somewhere in there okay and they're he he or she or they are out on their boat with their father and they get um you know they're out there kind of deep so that they can get better fish you know
0: well yeah you you could get some bigger fish but also you'll just get more fish
1: right so we're out there a little deeper and what do they see they see a luxury cruiser coming by all right and right behind it is a pirate ship oh no <laughs> and so i think what happens is the pirate ship kind of pulls up alongside the luxury cruiser
0: yeah it makes sense they're trying to board it
1: and our fisher person is caught in the middle on their little boat
0: okay so like it just happens to get between or is it are the pirates firing at the luxury
1: well so i think that the pirates are they're moving up to fire at the luxury cruiser okay and that's when they they kind of move up and our fisherman or fisherwoman is they're rowing their boat trying to get away but you know it's a little boat compared to these two other big boats
0: okay yeah makes sense
1: so it doesn't have the speed to outrun them
0: sure sure all right so then does their boat get crushed then
1: i think that they're unfortunately you know they were out there all day they had a great haul but now it's back in the ocean the fish are happy because well, they're hopefully free.
0: they didn't die
1: the fish all survived miraculously
0: oh it's a miracle
1: yeah sometimes horse don't make it but this time fish did make it yay <laughs> All right, so then, but his boat does get shot by cannons or arcane cannons, whatever you want in your campaign.
0: Yeah, like a fireball or just an actual cannon.
1: I don't know if the mics hear vibrations, but I hear them. The vibrations!
0: I ignored her.
1: That's why I keep coming. That's how much this podcast means to you.
0: Yes, I ignored my mother.
1: (laughs) All right, so what were we saying? Okay, so yeah, his boat gets hit, and then he's But what happened to
0: his, or her, what happened to their dad? uh,
1: I mean, they got separated. The boat got shot, and then they kind of are swimming between these two boats that are maybe trading fire.
0: Lots of debris. It's like the Titanic.
1: It's like the Titanic.
0: We call the dad Jack. Jack didn't get on the raft. We don't know what happened to Jack. I
1: think Jack could have made it on that door. I don't think they had... I don't think their heart was in it.
0: Oh, yeah. <laughs> no. Yeah, Jack could have... Whatever. We're not going to talk about Ted
1: <laughs> Hey, you brought it up. <laughs> yeah, anyway... it was just an example. <laughs> anyway, so I think that what happens next is going to be a little far-fetched. But I think what happens is our Fisher person sees one of the pirates gets shot and they kind of fall off in the water near our pirate person okay or not our pirate person our fisher person
0: okay can we name this fisher person yeah
1: go ahead what do you got
0: Mm, Gideon
1: Gideon alright we'll go with uh, Gideon so a pirate gets shot off the pirate ship and falls into the water near Gideon Okay. And now what I think happens next is Gideon is going to, like, he's got a dagger or something because he's, you know, you want to be able to cut the nets if they get tangled.
0: For sure, yeah, yeah.
1: And he cuts the shirt off this, like, pirate's corpse and then kind of tries to throw that on over his own so that he can look more like a pirate.
0: Why does he want to look like a pirate, though?
1: So my next thought was now he climbs up onto the pirate ship.
0: Okay, wait. Does he do this because it looks like the pirates are winning?
1: Yeah, I think the pirates are going to win this this fight. Okay. And so then he goes on the pirate ship, and they obviously don't recognize him.
0: Right? Yeah. Why would they? <laughs> I mean, they probably don't have a large enough crew, even with a like a big boat.
1: Yeah, even with a big crew, they'd probably be like, "I, uh, yeah, we don't know you. Yeah, and you're wearing a torn pirate shirt, like you're." <laughs> You know, what's going on?
0: Also, he's just like a kid. Well,
1: I mean, I think pirates can be kids. Let's not yes, judge pirates. I think
0: pirates can be kids, <laughs> but I feel like there aren't as many kid pirates as adult pirates is what I'm saying.
1: Okay, I mean, this is showing our age that you're saying 18 is a kid. I'm just going to say that.
0: <sighs> yeah, I'm so old.
1: <laughs> All right, so anyway, let's just, just roll with me on this because backstories can be a little... They can be a little more um, imaginative than maybe the actual story is. But once he gets on the ship, they don't recognize him because he's not one of their crew. And he's like, oh, thanks. One of those cannons shot me out of the brig on that luxury cruiser. So I thought I'd come over here and see what I could do for you guys.
0: Okay, so he's just pretending to be a different pirate. So it's like, he knows that they don't know who he is.
1: Yeah, yeah and this i think this happens in one of the pirates of the caribbean movies where i think jack sparrow or will turner's in like a brig on a ship and then it gets shot and the door then opens so that's kind of what i'm picturing so then yeah he kind of convinces them like hey let me join your crew or something and then now he becomes a pirate for a bit
0: as people do
1: And we will say that I think that it's better to leave it ambiguous if their father was on the boat with them. He looks out, but he doesn't see the dad. But that doesn't mean the dad's not alive, you know? It's left to our imagination. Our DM can use that later if they want, or they can just say, oh, no, he drowned.
0: (laughs) Yeah, DM discretion of what happened with that.
1: Right. So then I think because my other question was for the fighter, how does he get training with all weapons and all shields and armor you know because fighters get proficiency with all weapons
0: right and if he was just a fisherman in a village probably doesn't have a lot of training with a lot of things like yeah it makes sense that he could use a dagger maybe a quarterstaff
1: mm -hmm.
0: and i guess his net net. just because yeah Because of backstory reasons.
1: But you also would think, you know, he still needs to train with a net because throwing a net at a person on a boat is different than throwing a net at fish in the water.
0: Yeah, I was going to say, or just throwing a net at anybody standing up and not, like, swimming in the water is going to be different.
1: Right. So I think that he travels with the pirates for a bit and then, like, learns how to use shields and nets and other weapons and armors. Okay, yeah. But and then, so now why, why does he leave the Pirates? Yeah,
0: that's what I was going to say. <laughs> like he's with the Pirates and it seems to be kind of going well for him. Why would he leave? I mean, I guess one thing is he wants to see if he can find his dad. Cause I'm sure he's hopeful that his dad is still alive.
1: That's for sure. Gotta be part of it. You but
0: know? also the Pirates aren't going to want to let him just leave. I feel like they're like a, no, we let you in out of goodwill. We like own your work. You know, like yeah. You can't I go mean, off.
1: you know, I don't know if there's any pirates listening to this, but I'm sure that pirates are not necessarily as good as other sailors. I'm just putting it out there.
0: <laughs> By that you mean as, um, forgiving?
1: Yeah, forgiving and like you know maybe lenient on like oh yeah you can join our crew. They're yeah. probably more like uh, no, there's like an initiation and we got to make sure we trust you
0: right we gotta make sure that whatever you're doing is beneficial to what we want to do yeah
1: our goals yeah so i think maybe what about this the pirates come across this mysterious artifact all right that they think can maybe either destroy or like you know help them take over the seas or something like it just a powerful artifact
0: sure sure
1: and Gideon is still not necessarily a pirate at heart. He's more of a good uh, guy, and so he's going to. Yeah, he's
0: he's been uneasy as he's been traveling with them about like the morally ambiguous things that they're doing.
1: Right, and I mean, pirates are probably not docking in typical like stocks a lot of the time. They're probably doing more, you know, clandestine landings yeah on beaches or like docks that are also known as pirate docks sure sure so it's gonna be harder for him to get away but i think what happens is he they get this artifact and then he decides that you know what i've been here long enough and this thing is too powerful for them i'm gonna steal this and run away
0: and he doesn't know exactly what it does or how to use it right
1: probably not i mean he's a fisherman doesn't have much experience with magic i think that he just heard
0: like the captain or something talking about maybe what they're going to use it for or this awesome thing that they just found or whatever yeah okay so he steals that and then how does he get away
1: um so i feel like they eventually do have to dock at more reputable places so he waits for his moment, especially if they want to use this artifact to control or like, you know, subdue people.
0: Yeah, or get more influence in, I don't know, some sort of political Yeah, sense.
1: then Yeah, then they're probably going to have to go to a place that has political influence and this means that Gideon could maybe escape.
0: Okay, so he escapes to this large port city. So it's a little bit easier to kind of get away
1: yep and then he's you know takes the artifact with him and that's probably where he runs into the party at as like your initial session
0: right and he wants to like they're gonna be on the move and doing something he's like i gotta leave i'm they're gonna be looking for me because because i disappeared and this artifact disappeared It's probably not a coincidence.
1: Yeah, and, you know, he's probably thinking they're going to be looking for one guy with an artifact. They're not going to be looking for a group of five people. For sure, yeah. And one of them has an artifact, you know? Yeah. So he probably is like, yes, it's a good idea if I can get with a group of people instead of being on my own.
0: Yeah. Okay, but then my question is, well, one, to even convince those people, the pirates or whatever, that he like should be able to join them he probably had to be pretty charismatic
1: yeah that's probably true you probably want some charisma
0: yeah and then also the charisma stuff would be helpful for convincing a party to be like hey let me in i'm this random person that you just encountered have me please
1: i mean a lot of session ones are just you know, either the DM's going to say, "Okay, you guys know each other ahead of time," in which case you can meet one of the party members and then kind of get ripped in that way. Sure. Or a session one's going to be like, "All right, everyone's at this tavern. What do you do?" Okay. And Gideon's going to be the one that's like trying to be like, "Hey, let's go find a mission. You guys look like you could handle yourselves. Yeah, let's go. Like, let's I'm go looking fight. for
0: adventure. Yeah, let's go fight some anywhere monsters. but here. <laughs> yeah." Oh, also, he's probably strong because of nets require strength to throw.
1: Yeah, because they are a thrown weapon without finesse. So you yeah. got to use strength.
0: Yes. Okay, I like
1: this story. I think that it actually could work for potentially a ranger as well if you wanted to go with a ranger. Right. And then you would just say one of the pirates knew about nature magic and they kind of started teaching him th- about that. That, you know, it's basically the same story where he was with the pirates for a bit and they helped him train a little bit to get to his level one proficiencies.
0: Right. But I like the fighter more.
1: Right. And then I think if you went paladin, hexblade, warlock, or, well, I guess barbarian would also work for the this pirate story
0: yeah barbarian can kind of do whatever
1: yeah but i was thinking for paladin or hex play warlock you might want to do something more like um ford from critical role where he kind of is on a ship as a sailor and then the ship gets destroyed and he gets saved by a deity and that's kind of where you start with that character sure that was just a bonus extra little backstory for you guys yeah just
0: some more ideas just to get the the juice is flowing. Yeah. But, but I um, think
1: that's pretty good for Gideon.
0: Yeah. The one other question that I had is what what archetype would you choose once you got to level three?
1: For a fighter, I think I would do either Battle Master or Eldritch Knight or potentially talk to your dungeon master about letting you play Arcane Archer, which are typically only elves or half elves, and they are good with bows. But I think it'd be cool if you could do that with a trident and a net, you know?
0: Yeah, for sure.
1: Yeah, so if your DM's okay with it, you could maybe do Arcane Archer. But I think I would go Battlemaster or Eldritch Knight. And then, again, we'll put in the show notes a link to where you can find out why we would choose these. But that would be our net person.
0: Yeah, definitely. And if you have played a character like this before, or if you get a bit of inspiration from what we've talked about and end up playing a character like this, please contact us and let us know.
1: Yeah, I would love to know how anyone that plays a character using primarily a net has gone, like how has it gone for you? Or, you know, what what did you decide to use as your class and backstory and, you know, all yeah. that stuff?
0: Yeah, Exactly. And you can find more information about our show at a couple of characters Have ideas or feedback, or need help creating your next character? Email us at a couple of at gmail.com. You can follow us on Twitter and Instagram at a podcast. We'd like to thank John Began for composing our theme music. And if you like what we're doing, please rate and review us on iTunes.
1: Yeah, the ratings really help us get up there so we can reach more listeners. If you want to follow me on Twitter, you can do so at Alex And, Winterland.
0: and you can find me on Twitter and Instagram at NotADoctorQuinn. Oh, and another way you can support us is by becoming a Patreon donor by searching ACOC Podcast on um, Patreon as well. Thanks!
1: Keep on rolling.
0: we'll just let her go do her nasty thing cammy cammy there okay she's sitting now
1: she's scratched again
0: yeah it's fine whatever we'll just have a cat scratch in there
1: is that a cat girl
0: i don't know man
1: okay